We're live. Here we are. Mm -hmm. We are another, live. Another Monday in February, right? February 20, I think it's the 28th today or 27th? 25th. 27th. We have one yeah. more day in February. <clears throat> oh, that's right. Yeah, I always forget about that, you know, uh, and about leap year, you know, when you have a leap year every once in a while. Um, it's very, very interesting. Um, and uh, here in California, it's been raining like crazy and people have been seeing all over the world. Like it, even my friend Carrie down there said uh, in Los Angeles, he had snow on the ground, you know, so and they're right there at sea level. Mm -hmm. So it was uh, pretty, pretty crazy. Be interesting to see if over the next few years, if this crazy weather is just an anomaly or if it's like here to stay, you know, and uh, I think it's a newish normal. A newish normal. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm not going to say that it's going to be regular, but that's what I just heard from Mother Earth that that you know because yeah. I, um, you're on the dance of the soul actually here with Regan Forston and yeah. Natasha Venter, and I'm a psychic <laughs> medium, and and Regan yeah. is a hip, clinical hypnotherapist, and she, he studied with Di um, Diana Cannon, Dolores Cannon. There we Dolores go. Dolores Cannon. Yeah, and and you know so we're we're kind of doing this and we're jumping in on a conversation like we like to do because you know we're here every um monday, monday you know so we know each other very well and and they're at their va uh, vacation area home wonderfully that was a dream come true for yeah for your you, loving patty and i always give you some credit for us so for helping us uh navigate uh, finding this place it was wonderful yeah, well, I appreciate that because it's one of those things, and someday I'll be able to to uh, you know maybe see it. But yet I'm not that. That's a small thing. I'd rather <coughs> see you just yeah. being you. Um, but you know, it's one of those things. So as we're going forward with this dance of on the dance of the soul, and that you know, it, it, doing the dance of the soul, it's part of living today. And I know California, like I'm up in Washington State, and rain is not anything crazy. And we actually had a little da dance of a little bit of snow flurry, but yet nothing stuck. You know, we're kind of in February where we can get nine inches of snow, or we can just get a flurry. You know, so things are um, pretty normal up there with you right now. Um, I would say within reason, they are a little bit normal. I mean, we've had a little bit more extreme heat and maybe a little bit, well, I wouldn't say cold because we've gotten pretty cold before. So it's not like it's an, a normal thing and yeah. we've gotten pretty warm before, but it seems like we're hitting closer to hundreds on the Western Washington. And usually we get up in the really high nineties, but we got over a hundred last summer. Um, yeah. And so with that, then and it was kind of funny because we got into the hundreds and the night that it was starting to cool off, I opened up the doors and we live in kind of a country area. Here comes a skunk walking oh, by. So we had to close up the doors as soon as we could open up our doors. And I was like going, oh, isn't that life? But today we're going to talk about um, faith. faith, faith in life. That's a big and one. It, it's huge. It's a huge one, especially now. That, you know, we're kind of going through the stories of our lives and stories with our dances of, of you know, how do I make decisions? Where do we go? Um, I know that, you know, like my own kid here, um, you know, something happened to shift her life majorly. And so now she's having to put job applications out there. And, you know, she's 24, going to be 25 this summer. And and so she's in that process of of trying to negotiate her life a little bit that way. And then I have another friend who, you know, just kind of gave no, she, she's had a family emergency. She's had family death. She's had gone through a lot. And so she did the, the thing where she could take a break from her job. But at the same time, that job is actually saying it's time for you to move on. And she's feeling like it's time to move on, maybe. And, you know, there's this this scenario that's coming up. And now she's like, now what do I do? Because do I want to do the same thing I've been doing all these years? You know, and, you know, so there's this dance of, of how do we negotiate the faith that we can have in our story of our life? And, you know, we're not always in the prosperity of where we can go. And, you know, sometimes that trust that we have in our lives is not always um, the easiest place to be. So with that, the, you know, going forward and, and managing this, it's like, what do we do? How do we do it? Where do we go with it? Um, you know, life is very, you know, we're past COVID a little bit. Yet at the same time, though, you know, we still have the new Petri dish of, of, uh, of um, 
illnesses coming up. So how do we trust that process? How do we trust, you know, like I have a, I know, I know of a friend who, um, you know, she won't take the mask off still, you know, because she's mm-hmm. just so much in that, that wonderings if, if she would get ill. And I'm like going, it's not about COVID anymore. I just don't want to get sick. You know, yeah. I don't want to have any bugs. And I work in a Petri dish in the morning. I work, couple, I, you know, give a couple hours of my day, you know, to the school system, you know, to help support the world that way. And then, you know, doing that, but, you know, going forward, it, it's one of those things that how do we find faith in our process? And I know for you, you have great examples of how you've trusted the faith of life. And I have some good examples. And, you know, it's not that we're going to go into our deep stories, but, you know, you know, we're only talking of things that we know, Yeah. you know, because well, we've lived it. I know. Well, you know, faith is the basis of, uh, of most spiritual teachings. You know, it's, uh, mm-hmm. uh, especially in the Christian, <clears throat> we're in a Christian country here and faith is preached about almost every Sunday. You know that you you life is difficult, but you have to have faith that what's happening is is for a reason, and faith that God knows better. That faith that there's a there's more to the story than we understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in the work that we do, where like where I have clients that actually go person to person uh, in the afterlife. You know, some of them have been face to face with Jesus even and talking, and um, uh, they come back uh, from that experience. Um, and, uh, you would think that they wouldn't need to have faith anymore because, wow, they, you know, they know heaven's real. They've, they've seen the, been to the other side and back and what else could they want? But as human, as humans, and we still have doubts that come up and we still have things that come up. And, um, I will say though, that it's, it's a little easier, uh, having faith once you have seen the other side, you know, or like, uh, like you, Natasha, where you. Uh, I know uh, even before uh, I saw one of your videos where you channeled Jesus and he was actually speaking, you know, which was pretty awesome. And um, uh, so, you know, just knowing that heaven's real and knowing that you're not alone and all that is great, but you still got to have a little bit of faith in there that when things start to come apart a little bit in your life, that it's going to be okay. It is. It is. And that's the thing is a lot of us can work great spirituality. You know, we have great faith when things are going right. Oh, man, though, when we're challenged, you know, many of us go back to old patterns. We go to old stories. We go into these um, victimhood modes. We get into a lot of these things. And I know that for me, I have to be careful that I'm human. You know, we're all human. And so going forward that, you know, there's this dance of how do we negotiate these stories that come up? How do we believe in it? And I know that, you know, like when I was having a conversation with my kid, you know, that the day then that, you know, she found out that, you know, oh my gosh, you know, I can't do my job because the government, you know, the the state didn't do what they were supposed to. And so this domino effect, there's like two or three workers that in this company that no longer can be at that company because the state isn't doing their job. And I'm not going to name anything. I'm not going to go anywhere, you know, with that. I just want to give that as an, as an understanding that, you know, cause it's not just her, it's, it's, you know, three other people that are having this problem. And, and so with that, that, that because of a cause and effect, she's in this ripple effect of, of it's time to get a new job. And, yeah. you know, that's the thing is, is that when she called me, you know, and, and she says, I need to talk to somebody who can give me support here. I was grateful that she reached out to me because of the fact that, um, that as we go forward and, and negotiating these things that, you know, it's okay to cry. It's okay to say what in the hell has happened? What, what is going there? But then when we get through that process, you know, of the floor getting taken out from underneath us, how do we get back up? And it's called saying, okay, what can I do next? What can I be next? What is the example that I can do that's next? And, and honor those emotions, you know, honoring those things. And like I was, um, I was uh, talking to even a student today who, you know, something happened you know, she was upset. And, and I said, you know what? (laughs) I know right now emotions are talking to you. 
right? Well, distract yourself. She was supposed to get some work done, right? I said, so distract yourself. Get your work done. Because if you're starting distracting yourself, the, those emotions are going to go over here, right? You know, so, but if you just keep thinking about those emotions, you keep working on those emotions, they're going to sit here and go in your face, you know? Yeah. And, and I'm doing this to a second grader and they're cracking up laughing because they know it's true. You know, you know, because I'm sitting here, you know, and I'm really playing it up. But at the same time, though, she's almost in tears because she's having in these emotions. And that's the thing is, is that when we have these emotions, when we have these things going on, it's amazing how we can distract ourselves. OK, what can I do next? Where can I go now? Congratulations. I'm done with that job that I was kind of looking like I was not really happy in it. And I was kind of putting up with it because it was paying the bills and la, da, 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 da. how can I move on? What can I do next? What this is a great opportunity for me to write a new book. So having that faith to take the next yeah. step. I know. And um, one thing that helps, I mean, what, what we're here, what we're all about is um, trying to give people tools things that we've discovered and others that have discovered uh, that make um, navigating this uh, minefield of, of, of uh, issues and problems that you have in life and to help you get through it um, a little bit easier. Uh, there's a book out there and it's called um, Divine Guidance, uh, A Birthright. Uh, it's by Ann Archer, I believe, Ann Archer, but mm -hmm. it's a divine birthright or divine guidance, a divine birthright. Um, and, and that's uh, for, for, uh, people like us here, uh, to realize that, um, we're not just set down here all by ourselves alone with no connection to the other side. We may feel like we don't have a connection to the other side, but it's just because we haven't worked enough to get to the process that we uh, develop our faith and realizing or knowing that, you know, God, um, um, that God communicates with us from the other side. Now, when we say God, I think what we mean is either, you know, it could be the presence itself, but usually it's through some uh, other, uh, I would say, uh, more advanced spiritual mm -hmm. beings than ourselves, who's who they've taken on the job of being like uh, co-workers with God, you know, to uh, to help guide us, to help us, you know, through things. Um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> I think it's sometimes that's why the uh, the Catholics sometimes when we're talking about this, they take to it much easier because they're used to the saints, you know, and they pray sometimes to the different saints, which are, you know, God's helpers. And other uh, Christian beliefs believe that, no, you should just talk to, you know, Jesus directly or God directly, and that's it. But um, however you want to do it, I think that you'll get some answers, you know, uh, that way. So, <clears throat> Natasha, um, just from an early age, when, when was the first time that you kind of realized that something other than yourself was giving you information. How did that, I'm really <laughs> curious about that. Oh, that's a kind of a trick question. Yeah. Um, you know, because there's this knowing that I had coming into this world, you know, uh -huh. like as a, as a, as a memory, not, I've always had this, I've always had this memory of, of sitting there at the pedestal or the place where you write your contract coming into this world. Mm -hmm. I've always had that memory. So I've known that, that this has been a choice of mine to come into this world. Mm -hmm. And then, um, then there's this, there's just been this, um, this friend of mine, Peter. He, I mean, I remember having conversations with him when I was little. And Peter would always be there. I was an only child. I, I didn't have very many friends hardly any friends. I played with my cousins. Um, and, and there's no kids on the block. So I didn't really play with them either. And so with that, the, the having this friend of mine, then I kind of always had that knowing my soul has always been awake in this lifetime. So I can tell you that I've always kind of known that whenever I had something that happened, there's a, 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 a voice somewhere that would come in and say, do, you know, do it. Or, you know, like the time when I was 15 years old and I was thinking about, or 12 around there, thinking about, do I really want to be on this planet? I wasn't really thinking of committing suicide, but I was kind of like going, yeah. do I really want to be here? And I heard, hell yes, you do. You never know what's going to be next. Uh-huh. Now, when you but It was this basically the language that came out to me and I'm like going, okay, <laughs> I guess I got things to do, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So when you hear, um, 
because people they, they hear mediums all the time talk about they heard this they heard that do you hear it uh as like a voice like a physical voice in your head or do you hear it as like a thought you know like a telepathy just a thought comes in your in your mind or does it happen both ways you know you know okay so when you're hearing things on the you probably have that understanding um when you're in the the hypnosis it, it's yeah. that it, it, it's like a telepathic conversation so i hear this but i also have i have all the clairs so i see movies i feel things i sense mm. things i smell things i see i, I hear things <laughs> And so, um, and Regan's just getting over a cold cough. So last two you, weeks, yeah. The last two weeks, and and you you've had a scenario of that a little bit in the story of your life for a couple. Yeah. You know, you got into some dust, and and so there's some stuff that has been still working in your your. Um, it's a it's not a weakness of yours, but it's it's something that your body kind of takes a little bit to get through. So yeah, I know I don't want to give you language, you know, because your health is your health. <laughs> that um. So with that, that, you know, going forward, but, you know, that's the thing about faith is, is that it's knowing that there's something greater out there. And when we can put that out there, like I was going back to that conversation I had with my kid that, you know, what I told her, I said, you know, cause she's got a different belief system than I do. And I said, whatever you believe in, this is the time you got to really put your heart and soul and mind and your body and anything else just get into their arms and let them hold you. Let them, let them cradle you, let them show you the way and, and let them teach, you know, navigate you towards your next journey. And like my girlfriend who, you know, is, um, you know, kind of going through her last week's or last week of job, her job, you know, who's getting ready to transition into the next phase of her life. And she's like, I don't know what to do. And I said, that's where you got to start doing what's called for you. Do what pops in your head at first. If that means that you organize your closet, because that's what the universe is asking you to do. Like I heard, rearrange a part of my house after you finalize that and get it more settled. That's when life is going to step up for you. So I heard, yeah. I, I intuitively heard, you know, you know, get this done first and then life will do it. And I can tell you, that's exactly the steps that happen. You know, as soon as that I got that cleaned up, it was like the gates kind of flew open and I went, oh, oh, thank you for getting me organized, organize my home so I can be organized in my life. You know, yeah. and that's that balance that if we can do that, getting, you know, take these opportunities when we have these breaks to kind of get our foundations set up. And, and sometimes when we can foundation ourselves Get, I don't want to call it a grounding, but it is a form of grounding. Um, ground ourselves in who we are, what we're doing. And even if it is, you know, like I told her, I said, even if you're looking at your closet as you're laying in bed in the morning and those three pieces of, of clothing decided that they didn't want to be with you, grab them, put them in a pile. You know, you're doing something towards that process of moving forward. And if we can do things in our life, to help ourselves move forward, then that gives the universe a chance to, to check in. And then I told my girlfriend, I said, if you got an animal that runs in front of you, Google it. If you see something, a, a word yeah. on the billboard, you know, listen to it. You know, if it says, um, you know, something, something.com, you know, say, oh yeah, um, go for it.com. Okay. So I'm going to go for the next three <laughs> things that said it, that go, you know, that are inspiring me, you know, that, you know, it's that, this is this is always a great opportunity to write a new novel of your life, you know, because usually when we have a job ending, it's the end of that story. It's so now we're going to add another sequel in the book series of our life. What do you want to write? And like I told my girlfriend that, you know, like in, in any story of a book, the first chapter is usually you writing you know, you getting the characters down, you set in the stage of the setting, you're, you're getting things moving. So you got to give life a chance to kind of get that going. But how do they tell the story? They tell the story by getting into the heart of who people are and, and get into that heart of who you are. Yeah. You know, um, I learned in my 20s when, when I felt that um, I started developing this sense of that I was getting some inner guidance and then being um, having faith to follow that inner guidance 
you mm -hmm. know. Um, but the biggest one that ever happened to me, I think I maybe have told it one time in the last two years on the story, but I was at a, uh, I was at a, a Buddhist retreat in, in um, up in the mountains above uh, by Idlewild up above uh, Los Angeles area and they had just had the last snow of the year up there so it was beautiful going into this retreat and there was three or four inches of snow you know well we did this you know open-eyed uh, sitting and walking meditation for eight days and on about the even barefoot in the snow you know we would be out you know <laughs> trudging and bare the, the first my first thought was is my feet hit the snow if we're supposed to be meditating is like what the hell am I doing here <laughs> you know I mean it was something gosh after four or five days it was amazing just could walk didn't bother me a bit you know walking right in the snow but anyway <clears throat> I had a uh, sitting in the lotus position with my eyes wide open because we did open-eyed meditation um, somehow about the middle of the sixth day all of a sudden I went somewhere else I, my eyes were wide open but I was no longer in that room and my consciousness mm -hmm. was somewhere else and I saw I had this vision and I saw everything that I loved burning up uh, and it didn't bother me I was watching even the flesh being burned off my bones and my dog burning up in my house and everything and then the earth exploded all the planets exploded and then all of the universes exploded and I'm in full consciousness and then I'm, I'm just in this place of darkness but I've never felt more whole in my life and what I realized in that stillness of this blackness I realized that my life had just been uncreated in a sense so that a new life could be created. Mm -hmm. So there was no fear or anything. I just some this knowingness, you know. So when I came out of that, you know, I wrote like three or four pages or five pages uh, down in my, you know, my journal that day of, of this amazing experience that I had. And then when I went home shortly after, uh, my wife asked for a divorce. And uh, <laughs> I, I ended up. I, I, uh, I, uh, I ended up, you know, at the time losing my four girls, my, my house, my business. I lost my business, lost my dog, everything that I had. The only thing that I had left was a little bit that I had from storage and a little trailer. And that I, when I moved on and, uh, emotionally it was very difficult for me, but not so difficult as I remember, because I had seen what was happening. You know, I was mm -hmm. lucky to get this, this inner guidance that, uh, that my life was about to change. Um, and further down the road, as it worked out, it was the most wonderful thing ever happened. And, and in a sense, I got my my wife and my kids and everybody, except my dog had died in the process uh, uh, when the neighbor was watching them one time, that was kind of sad. But um, everything came back around and it was like I needed to just clean everything out and where God needed me to be, which is the work that I'm doing now, it wouldn't have happened until I did a, had to do a reset. You know, mm -hmm. so if I hadn't had that inner guidance, I would have been a nutcase. You know, I mean, I would have been I don't know how I would have got through it. But somehow through all the emotional sadness and the pain, and everything, I always knew that this was for a reason. And it took a few years for things to kind of pan out. But I could see over the years as things were changing and changing that the path that I had had been taken, you know, that I was the new path that I was taking was where I'm supposed to be. You know. Exactly. I, I was I was watching a, um, uh, uh, you know, I, sometimes I, I get on you know social media and I kind of get onto these loops of, of, you know, these quick videos like everybody does. It's easy to get into them. And and I was watching this one guy that was asking this. Um, I don't know. It was a court, quick little blurb of um, of a guy who had a, like a podcast and was asking this woman, do you believe that bad things are are, are, are to be here. And I was thinking, you know, that's a trick question. You know, it's kind of like, does yeah. all camel, do all animals have camouflage? You know, it's like, yes, no, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, so do, are all bad things supposed to happen? I would say yes. Then you add on the humanness that was <coughs> not planned. Yeah. The extremes, the humanness, the, the extra emotions, the extra garbage, the extra things like that, that, that added on that weren't meant to happen necessarily. But yeah. yes, bad things happen to good people because it's how we get our emotions triggered to get us to move forward. And I can tell you, 
like, like, and I've said this before that the years when my mom was passing away of Lou Gehrig's disease, I had a four-year-old, my, I had to sell two houses, buy one, um, had a child myself, or I had a newborn, um, slash, um, growing up during that time. Uh, and then my husband started a new job. And so all that year going through everything, you know, I got so tired, so emotionally tired. And how could I have faith? Well, I, I had faith. I knew like those, there was a time when my mom was getting worse and I couldn't carry her. I couldn't pick her up. It, my, my husband was the only one that really could. And emotionally, physically, and, and humanly, I had a hard time doing things for my mom. And that's why I think God gave me, my belief system gave me a baby at the same time my mom got sick. Because I could feed my baby, but I couldn't feed my mom. And Lou Gehrig's disease, yeah. you, you can't move. You, it, it depends on what muscles go away, but hers was her arms. But she could still slightly eat at that time. You know, we had to kind of, you know, mashed potatoes and and that kind of stuff. Her her throat was starting to get a little bit worse. That you know, but I couldn't feed my mom. I would if I had to. I would because I would loved my mother when it was you know, between this or that, but I knew I needed caregivers. I needed caregivers. And I, I sat down and I just said, okay, I can't do this alone. I need good caregivers. One angel came. She was an angel that was in humanness. She, for some reason at this time in her life, she was perfect. Mm -hmm. She spent almost nine months with us. Um, my mom loved her. She was just the, the care that my mom needed. Now, she couldn't be here 24-7, so we had other caregivers come in. Yeah. But she was the one that was, and I said, please do this. Now, what I also did was is one day when my mom was asking me to do things and I had to get up and go do, do stuff, and I was like, I can't even get out of bed. And I said, dear God, if you could put my feet on the floor, I will do the rest of the day. Halfway through the day, I realized I was doing the I was doing my day, and I said, "Damn it!" I remember saying this, "Damn it!" You put my feet on the floor, didn't you? Mm -hmm. And I was doing my day, and I didn't even realize I was doing that process because I had faith that if I couldn't do it, somebody else was going to help me do it. I had faith that if I could do it, and I can say that that you know, like the day that my husband got sober, you know, he got caught you know, by, an by the cops. He was drinking and driving. And I like I had many statements come out of my mouth during that time of his sobriety, especially those first six months. I can't trust you, but I can sure t trust the universe and I know that I'll be safe no matter what happens. Mm -hmm. And so that took the pressure off my husband and put the pressure on <laughs> the universe. You know, it put pressure on the universe. So then it allowed us to walk this dance of now 11 years of sobriety. But it had to start somewhere. And it took me saying, I trust the universe that I'll be okay, even if I can't trust you. But I had faith that things were going to go. And I know you've yeah. had times like that, too. Yeah, I, well, just times in, you know, in this part of when I was moving on and I ended up moving from Sacramento to um the san francisco bay area i mean, it just felt led led there you know and then um after about a year there there was this une uneasiness and i went to a, uh, a religious seminar in los angeles and um somebody that i was giving a ride to just all at once says pull over pull over says i want to see something and so we got out of the car and we went up over this rise and it was looking into um uh there was a bay, I think it's, um, I want to say Marina del Rey. Yeah, there's Marina del Rey. Uh, there's a, a, a little bay there. And just as I walk up over the hill, what I'm seeing is, oh, it must have been a hundred yachts and boats that had all these beautiful colors and, and wow. different colors, sails, and they were all coming in, like from the from being out. And I didn't realize that that was a festival day where everybody gets in their boats and they go out to the ocean and they were all coming mm -hmm. back. And it was just the most beautiful thing. And then, so as I'm standing there, something happens. It's it's almost like if you're watching a movie 
all the outside sounds become quiet and the person's just in their head, you know, and they're seeing or something's happening. And I remember uh, a voice or something in my head said, you know, your ship is coming in, you know, and I just knew at that moment that I needed to move to Los Angeles. I mean, it was the, the craziest thing, but it's different than normal stuff. It's like, it's just like something happened. And it's like, I'm hearing this inner voice or something saying, you know, this is where your ship's coming in and you need to go. Mm -hmm. So I, when I went home the next week, I just, I packed up everything. And within probably two weeks, I had finished all my stuff in the Bay Area and I was heading to Los Angeles, you know, and I just had to have this faith and this trust that that feeling that I had was really real. You know, mm -hmm. um, and I, I would say for people that once you start opening yourself up uh, to the other side and acknowledging that you are getting help, that um, uh, you start finding out all these little miracles, right, Natasha? These little yes. things that show up in your life, you know, these confirmations, you know, of, of, of that, that kind of get you to that next step. Because even after you're sure what's going to happen, then your other self comes in and goes, wow. Was I just imagining that? What if I go down there and, <laughs> yeah. you know, but after a while that becomes minimum and you just, you just say, okay, I trust that this feeling that I had that it was so strong, I'm going for it, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, it was, it was nice to see how all that unfolded. Um, now, did okay. you notice, though, I'm going to ask you a question. Did you okay. notice that during that time, what you were thinking made a difference? Well, I know I, I had been going through kind of a, like in the Bay Area where I was at, I was just seemed to be just spinning and spinning and nothing much was happening, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and I remember thinking like, what do, you know, I had this thing to go to the Bay Area and some, some things happened. Uh, and actually, if I hadn't gone to the Bay Area, that was an interim step. I didn't realize before my my next big step, which was moving to LA, you know, like mm -hmm. the things that happened there. So um yeah it's uh it's um i just remembered that i was feeling a little bit lost you know mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden when i saw the ships and that thing and something happened with me all of a sudden i didn't feel lost anymore i felt mm -hmm. like you know it's like watching a movie and, and you're in a certain chapter and and everybody's lost and everything and then all of a sudden some some big thing happens and opens a whole new door exactly our life is like a movie and it can happen that way yeah. you know the the hallmark movies or whatever but i can tell you the mindset of what we do can make the biggest difference because i know for me like the last full moon because uh, we're coming up on a full moon in the beginning of march so the beginning of february that i was going through my house stirring up a lot of old stuff and it's triggered off some old patterns in me and, you know, me being who I am, I'm very positive thinking. I'm very optimistic. I know how to work through, but I fell into some of these old negative stories of why isn't life happening? I've been doing this wheel. I've been like for my intuitive business, I've been doing this for almost 20 years now, you know, and now I'm finally finding light in it. But I also had to realize that in those 20 years, I had an alcoholic husband. I was raising kids. My parents passed away. I, you know, was doing my own internal work. You know, life was preparing me, giving me examples so I can be presentable to those that I'm helping now. And, and that's the thing is, is that going through, so going through these old patterns at, at the full moon was like stirring up. And I love full moon energy because it really can stir you up to get rid of some ideas. And so there was these things that was happening and it was like going kind of got into victimhood a little bit. My old inner child was hurt. My my ego was getting a little achy, you know, and, and that kind of stuff. And then I had a, an experience with um, Leshki, uh, the goddess Leshki, the goddess Leshki, you know, because Kuan Yin and um, and Shiva and Leshki is a is the goddess the hindu goddess of wealth okay. and with and and okay. prosperity and she loves clean places so as soon as i cleaned up almost the day to the moment when i started cleaning up and getting rid of these things that i just stashed and did something with them leshki came over and and worked with me 
The next morning I had the mantra, I have. I have. I have. And, you know, we all have these moments in our life when we get the click. The boat's for you. You know, there's been other times when you got the click, the the meditation with um, being, you know, stripped apart. We get these clicks where we feel like the coin got flipped over. You know, like instead of being the victim of our life that we get we're able to move forward in our life. And that's the thing is, is that if we can work with those clicks and me having the mantra, I have, I have the ability to work through anything that I have in front of me. I have the knowings that will come to me when I need them. I have the ability to be perfectly imperfect during these moments. I have the enjoyment of life to, to live with. You know, it's like, so having that I have, it's like the I am. It was like my whole month has been like inspirational moments because I turned myself from being the negative victimhood to more prosperity. Oh, I have a problem. I, what opportunities do I have? Where can I look? You know, like my kid was starting to look, you know, indeed, you know, all these different places, you know, of jobs and stuff like that. And it's like, Hey, I put in five applications today. I don't know if I'll get them, but I put in five, you know, and that's all we can do. It really is, is put ourselves out there for an offering and have faith that, the right thing will come along. And if not, I can tell you that some people don't get jobs right away, but you have to look at what life is doing for you anyways. Yeah. Because sometimes, <laughs> like for me, you know, I had to stop doing hair because my arms, I had, um, my arms really started going bad. Um, mm -hmm. I started getting really bad cramps in my hands and I couldn't do hair anymore. If I didn't go on disability, I wouldn't have been home for my dad who was sick with with um, lung cancer. Yeah. And then I wouldn't have been home for my kids and I wouldn't have been home for my mom with um, Lou Gehrig's disease. And then three years later uh, after that, my uncle had Lou Gehrig's disease and I wouldn't have had the free time to go with him. And so going on my disability insurance gave me the ability to be home and do the things that life wanted me to do, which was be there for my family. Yeah. And then be having the time to do the emotional work to become who I am today. And so if things aren't happening, look at what is happening in your life. Because that's where you can have faith is that, oh, life doesn't want me to do that. Maybe it wants me to do this over here. Yeah. So check in. Well, you know, one thing a lot of people go through sometimes, it's hard for them to understand at the time is when, relationships change you know like maybe just out of the blue your mate asks for a divorce or splits up or something and they they feel devastated and everything at the time but I, I i had the pleasure of meeting a nice couple this uh two days ago that came stay with us here in monterey and they have a little a little baby girl uh and they were talking about how they met and how they were in another both of them were in other relationships or something and it was the other uh, their, their significant others that just said bye, you know, and how they were devastated. But then they realized that they would have never met each other. And they realized that this relationship they have now and this child that they have together, uh, this relationship is so much deeper and so much more uh, of, a, of a spiritual blessing than it was in the other relationships they were in. So, um, and then they were, they were talking to another person that was here that was with us too, that's in the process of a divorce right now. And um, so they were able to, she was able to see through them that maybe better things are coming in her mm -hmm. life, you know? So yeah, you, you just have to, you have to trust. Now, not everybody, like I've been to the afterlife two times and back and Natasha kind of swims in it during the day. It strengthened my faith, you know, a lot. Uh, and people that are listening to us out there, I mean, if you I believe I'm not putting you on, but I actually, you know, uh, through this Newton process, which anybody can pretty much do, you, you go into a deep state of, uh, of relaxation and there's a natural thing we have that we can actually begin to communicate. You can become kind of like Natasha, like you become like a medium in a way. Uh, and uh, you begin to see that all these spiritual things are real, you know. 
So even if you don't, just knowing that the two of us have, and you're sometimes you're listening to other people that have, have been there, done that, um, does that mean that you need to be like a medium or does that, do you mm -hmm. need to have the experience of going to act like I did? Not really, because if you just have faith <laughs> that what we're telling you is out there and it's true, uh, then when you're going about your daily life, just know that what we found out is that there's always a, an angel, a guide that's assigned to you. You're never alone. You're, mm -hmm. you're, you've actually agreed. And Natasha knows like signing contracts. Well, that's kind of how we found on the other, when we have people the other side, they find this place called, it's a place of life selection. And uh, they actually visit that when they're in deep trance where they can see why they chose their life. Exactly. What they agreed to do when they come down here and learn. So just have faith that, that, you're you're probably right in the middle of your mission now it could be just as something simple as is uh is raising a child to to be uh, a love to to you know mm -hmm. teaching a child about love about kindness or it could be just down here to for yourself to learn empathy or patience or or kindness or something mm -hmm. and just go about and enjoy your life you know when you have the issues or something just like ah okay help me through this i'm no i'm learning you know it's just like and, and it's okay to be there and do that yeah. i don't know how many times i said you know there's been many times i got butt naked and got on the floor and bowed in front of my 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 teammates and said mm -hmm. i'm i'm here i'm i'm empty i i i'm human here yeah. i i i yeah 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 help me you know yeah. and but what i what did that was is that i tried to get out of my own control even though I have a part in my life, yeah. I have actions I need to do in my life. I need to listen. I need to be interactive. Like I can't just sit there and say, I don't have a job. No, I don't have a job. And what can I do next? Right. You know, it helps the faith to get moving in it. And, and that's <clears> how <throat> whole thing is, is that, but we got to remember right now that and if I, if you get anything out of this video or this show is today is, is that, if you're thinking it, it's going to happen. And so if you're thinking that you're not going to have anything in your life, you're not. And if you think that there's possibilities out there, now you may not get exactly what you want. You may not get exactly the thing you want. You know, if you say I want a red car with, um, with shiny blue tires and, and um, a pink a hood, you know, you may, you may get just a red car, you know? And, and it's safe and it's healthy and it, and it, and it's going to be a good car for you for a long time, you know? So we may not get exactly what we want, but we're sure taken care of. Yeah. And if we have that, that understanding that ask for, cause you may get a 99% of it. Well, yeah. And it's always good to have that. Uh, anytime you ask for something, um, always put at the tail end. I always say, or, God, if you know better than what I'm thinking, that's what I'll take. Okay. Yeah, exactly. In other words, because this or something could, better. Right. You could, they could, they could say, well, you want this, we're going to give you this, but you're going to get in an accident in two weeks and okay, you want it, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, so you have to, um, you have to always, uh, a friend of mine, I think at one time I mentioned that before, he and his wife were looking to, to, to buy a house. A good friend of mine is very spiritual. And, um, they knew they only could afford so much and they knew, you know, it had to be in a certain area. So he started out that way. They, he says, well, we're going to put, put out there the spirit. We got to buy a house for this much. It's got to be in this neighborhood and whatever. And then as they started not having any success, all of a sudden they thought, how about if we just say, God, when I walk in the front door of whatever house we're supposed to be in, that both of us look at each other and go, wow this is our place, <laughs> you know, and they, uh -huh. they both set that intention. So then they, they started exploring a few other neighborhoods, trying to, you know, whatever it would be. So this guy, they, and it happened to them where they both walked in, they looked at each other and said, oh my God, this is our place. And I went and visited it and it was so cool. They had an atrium in the middle of the house. You mm -hmm. know, like when you walk in the atrium and the skylights came from above, and they had all these plants and things and it ended up being a little bit more expensive than they thought. And it was uh, maybe 20 miles further out of this area than they had thought. But they have they've been there now for about 20 years and never been happier, you know. But they said that's what they did is they said, 
okay, we're going to go out there and do the footwork like this, like because we have to, we have to go see the houses. God's not going to just, you know, uh, tell you, boom, this boom. is it. Yeah, this is even though that's a possibility. <clears throat> right. Yeah. You know, you can see it in the vision or something. But uh, and I think when people are looking for soulmates, if they're looking for their soulmate, is don't try to think, you know, oh, I've got to have someone who's blonde and blue eyed and six foot two and, you know, has a job making this much money and whatever. You know, when you think about it, don't you want to be the when you're with your soulmate to be that that you walk in from a hard day's work and or uh, or you know, anytime you see your mate and you see them and you just go, oh, wow, yeah. I love my mate, you know, and that's what you want. I don't know exactly. when it all comes down to it. Exactly. So, yeah, because life is about <laughs> this thing. And, and the, the today's show is about faith, you know, having the faith, which equals trust. You know, it, it's hand in hand about that. But, you know, kind of like for me, you know, one time my car was having a hard time. And it was a good car for me. Um, I bought it um, after my uncle passed away and I had a little bit of money. So I bought a car because my car was really needing it at the time. And this car didn't last as long as I wanted it to. And I told the universe, you know, hey, I need it. I need a new car and I need it safe. It was interesting how the dot to dots came up. And, you know, we drove a Subaru. And my and one of the salesmen said, "Hey, um, I can have one ordered for you and cut and brought it to you. You know, we just need a deposit." And my husband looked at my at me and looked at him and said, "She's not buying a car unless she drives it first. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, then there was a coworker that that said, "Hey, did you try this dealership?" Called up the dealership and said, um, "Actually, we don't have any cars on lot." But we're getting a um, an executive model tomorrow. Do you want to come down and see it? And I said, yes. That day I had a migraine. <laughs> I called him up and said, we're on our way. Um, I have a migraine. Not too sure if I can, um, uh, if, yeah. how long I can last. We were in and out of the dealership in two hours. And there was a, a angel feather in there and the guy was even saying you know what if anybody can buy the car it should be you it was an executive model only thirty thousand miles on it we were in and out of the dealership in two hours i drove off and i went holy crap i gotta pay for this car <laughs> yeah I knew I had some cash because of inheritance but I didn't want to it was nickel and diming me and I didn't want to I didn't want to yeah. do that and and pretty soon life kind of came in and I said, you know, hey, guys, you got to help me pay for this car. You gave it to me. I know you gave it to me. And I'm still driving the car to this day and it has almost 200,000 miles on it. Wow. You know, I know that that this car was given to me and I know it's safe. At the same time, though, you got to help me pay for it. Mm hmm. Things started happening to help me. It didn't give me the whole payment, but yet things started getting it so it wasn't so restrictive. You know what I mean? And so, but I had to have faith. And and if I look back, that's the thing is if you look back, you can kind of see the path. But if you're looking ahead, it's hard to see what the universe is actually trying to give you. So if I if I can give anything to you is, is that, you know, when you're looking for the faith, Make sure you look at what are the animals in front of you? What is the billboard? What are the conversations going on around you that are inputting you? You know, walking by somebody at the grocery store. What they what did they say? You know, hey, um, Joe was doing something and all of a sudden things magically happened for him. Yeah. You know, and you're just walking by looking at the at the other side of the aisle, and these people are on <coughs> on, the, on this side of the aisle or on one side of the aisle and you're on the other side of the aisle and you hear this conversation, you're going, that was a message for me. Yeah. Believe that it could happen. I know. And if I you mean, believe it can happen. Yeah. I mean, uh, at some point in my life early on, all this stuff about God sightings and things like that seemed really silly to me. Like, Oh, you know, uh, you know, you need to hear, you need, you need a message and all of a sudden you turn on the radio and, and there's someone saying, and it's exactly what you needed to hear. And I thought it just seems silly. Of course, why would God do that? And I can't <laughs> tell you why, but that seems to be the way it is. You know, like when I was, um, 
uh, in the relationship with my, my second uh, wife, uh, who I love dearly. She's an amazing human being. Um, and she had four daughters, you know, so if I married her, I was going to be taking on four daughters, which everybody thought I was crazy, you know, mm -hmm. but we were dating long distance uh, for about a year, year, and four months or so back and forth. She's Midwest and I'm out here. And there was times when I had doubts, like it seemed like I'm going in the right direction or the, the direction that God wants me to be. And three times during that time when I would be questioning whether I should go the next step, I just happened to be in the car and I would turn on the radio and the song that we picked that was our song came on. And it, it was, it just, it was, I mean, the odds of it's a, thing, a song called Lady in Red. Mm -hmm. And it was something that we decided was our song early in the courtship. And so I just remember like the third time it happened, I just said, <laughs> okay, okay, I, I got, got it. it. I got I'm it. I got it. Again. I'm going in the right direction, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it's like uh, those million to one odds and those things that happen, but you have to be open to it or you'll miss it, you know, exactly. or you won't, you won't get the guidance to reach down and turn on the radio right at that exact time or something, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so we'll have to, I found the book finally, I think it's called The Secret of Waking Dreams or something. And um, I, I keep saying, I, I was thinking I almost ordered it and I forget why I didn't, but it would be a great topic and we can talk about, about because the book is all about that kind of thing and uh -huh. all these miracles that happened, even to some, like um, a miracle that happened to George Washington when it was, uh, you know, something like this, like this crazy uh, vision he had or something actually uh, changed the course of history, you know, what he yeah. decided to do, you know, and exactly. so, you know, it was not just us in this time. I mean, it's people, I think from way back, they would just somehow know when God was giving them a gift or was, uh, was giving a was, message. Was, There's was something that you had no choice. You had no choice. Yeah. So, you know, we're coming to the end of the show. So if you have a comment that you would like to make about, you know, your faith or how you got through something or, you know, the, the, you know, these stories that you have, please put it out there because, you know, the comments are always great about doing this. And I wish I would have mentioned that earlier. Cause we've had, I know we've had people coming in and out of the show here, you know, being there, it's amazing when we're going forward, though, how many times we get triggered in that old story. But please remember that old story is there to say, oh, do I want to listen to it anymore? Or am I meant to go on? So don't be afraid to witnessing that old story. But see what you want to change of it. What do you want to do that's a little different? And, you know, trust the process of this whole thing. Because faith, when you have faith in life, life gives you a little bit of lemons. <laughs> they might be a little sour. At the same oh, yeah. time, though, actually, if you put like lemon on a salad, it turns it out really good. So remember, you can always do make lemonade out of your lemons instead of always being sour. Yeah. It, I was uh, this this week because of this cold and everything. I've been just physically uh, and mentally, my body's been depressed, and I hate I hate the feeling. It's just, and I and I feel like some of my clients that talk about they go through this every day, or sometimes where they just are depressed. And I, when I was in that, it gave me a lot of uh, empathy for them and realizing what some people that suffer from deep depression go mm -hmm. through. You know, whether they're on meds or something all the time, and they just they just want to feel. Normal. Well, I did. Find, I said, well, I teach it, so I should try it. But I, I was doing this uh, the havening touch, mm -hmm. you know, this week. Like, even though, but when you're depressed, part of you doesn't feel like just even want to do that. You just want to be numb and mm -hmm. later, you know. But I made myself. I know. I was just doing this the havening touch. If uh, if you go online and there's these beautiful videos and you can see people getting healed from all kinds of things from just touch. You know, and so I was doing that and then I would do the tapping, you know, which is uh, like the psychological acupuncture talking about, you know, even though I'm freaking depressed right now, uh, it's okay. I love and accept myself, you know, I trust mm -hmm. that it's okay and that I'll be better. And I did those things and, um, and all of a sudden I got through the day pretty good and I went, hmm, okay. You know, these things really work, you know, this, the, the havening touch, it's just, um, it just helps to balance your, your whole self and, um, you know, it's like giving yourself a big hug. Maybe, and I thought too, maybe that's why women just love getting facials done. You know, 
<laughs> yeah. or massages or yeah. anything like that because it is part yeah. of that i know for me that that like um i listen to shine down's music and there's a song that they sing and it's my an my anthem is is how do you love and that's one of those songs that that i have like a, about three songs that if i'm kind of feeling a little low that if mm -hmm. i tr if i listen to them it puts my back my intention what is my intention in life? What is my, what is my purposefulness in that intention? It doesn't mean that I have the purpose of my life, but I have the purposefulness of who I want to be in that moment. And if I can, when I, if I can step into that, that sets me a little bit different instead <laughs> of being the victim, it sets me into being more interactive. Okay. So my intention for the day is to get four things done and I'm going to finish them. I'm going to put everything back where they need to go. And my purpose through that is to, to make sure that my house feels better during that time that I know that I'm not going to just have, you know, and, you know, it's like doing dishes and then leaving two dishes left, you know, finish what I start, you know, and that's going to help me break through some patterns. And so with that, that if I can do that, that helps me to step into that, uh, the next stage in my life. And you were going to say that, something, Regan? Yeah. Shine Down. Is that the name of a group or is that the name yes. of the song? It's the, an, it's the name of a group. It's <clears throat> a rock you can group. You find them on YouTube? A rock group Yeah. You can go Shine Down. And it's a, it's one word, Shine Down, uh, How Do You Love. And it's a rock love? song. Okay. It's nice. a rock song. But every verse in it, every moment in it has been <clears throat> my life. You know, yeah. you lose your way from the cradle to the grave, you know, and you do lose your way. But yet you can always you don't necessarily lose your way. But the universe, we can lose our way because we allow ourselves to get off track. But if we follow the guidance and we have the faith and we step back up into life, if we fall, you know, depression is a purpose. Depression is not a negative thing. But if you stay there. It is. Depression is one of those things that gives us a chance to heal, to come inward, to be um, retrospective, but it's not meant to be a, a, a place of staying. It's not a neutral place yeah. to be, even though it wants you to be there. So get yourself moving, you know, okay, on the way to the, if you're depressed, on, I'm going to get off the couch, pick up two things and put it away and then sit back down on the couch as I'm going to the bathroom. Yeah. Just me doing that for, or just showing that right there. I tell you, my, my body right now is vibrating at a, at a mm -hmm. higher, at a, at a more energetic level right now, just from doing that little bit, you know, and yeah. it, that's what something nice. You can actually, with this energy medicine, energy psychology, it, um, it really physiologically does something beneficial to your body that you can actually feel. Oh, I know when I take a shower, I, I can't, I, um, <clears throat> I, when I'm, I'm washing my feet, I rub the bottom of my feet pull on my toes. <laughs> you know, I do these things to awaken my body. But yeah. we've come to five o'clock. Yeah. And I do hope that this conversation about faith, <laughs> faith in this world, faith that there is something, because I can tell you we're coming into an, a magical place. March is going to be a roller coaster and it's going to be a roller coaster of emotions and actions happening. This full moon around the seventh is going to be powerful and it's going to shake us up a little bit but if you can get those emotions going and get those processes going then you know and and you work through the the higher side of it even though you may slip down into the lower side of it of those emotions keep moving that wheel keep moving that wheel that's patty's birthday march 7th so it's going to be wild a wild birthday yeah, full moon. It's going to be pretty impactful. There's a couple planets that are interacting and it's it's pretty it's going to be a pretty um impactful one, but that's the way birthdays are. I always picture the th the 6 weeks before a birthday is kind of one of those life-altering moments in our lives. Yeah. Well, anybody wants to get a hold of me, just you see there right on the screen visittheafterlife.com. Um I'm one of the 250 facilitators in 46 countries that are helping people have this experience of uh visiting the afterlife for a few hours. It's like a near-death experience without the death part. Mm -hmm. you know, we found a way to activate that in, in a controlled um, in a controlled way where you can spend a couple hours in the afterlife. And it's uh, it's a game changer. You know, you get to, it's, you, it's like you you get to see that you're not alone. You get to see that there, there is uh, an afterlife, you know, and that you have a mission and, and purpose for being mm -hmm. down here. So it's just really great. 
And I also do regular therapy. I have a regular therapy practice for, for people that want to just uh, deal with things that have happened to them in this life. And um, I use a lot of energy psychology and uh, they have success rate of 90, gosh, over 90%, I think, with just about practically anything that's uh, bothering you, we can, we can uh, help you balance that out or fix it. And um, so feel, and it could be done on Zoom, you know, uh, Zoom or in person, either way. Mm-hmm. And uh, Natasha, now they get a hold of you at Angelic clarifications.com angelic clarifications.com or you can email me at natasha at angelic clarifications.com i am one who uh, you know it's my life purpose and so with that 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 there's this guidance that i get to support who's in, in front of me and i love and when I say I love to do it, I, it's not, it, it's my life calling. So like, even when I'm doing group mediumship, you know, I love to, to be there to give some information to someone that they were calling for. Like I, I had a group mediumship where there out of 10 women, seven of them had lost babies, lost, lost their kids, lost, you know, some of them were grown people that they, they, they were lost because of drugs and stuff like that. And I was, I gave messages to these and to this day, they feel all, they, they feel changed because they, they felt a camaraderie in the group. It was interesting how their, their loved ones brought them together as a group. But just the conversations that was happening, it, it was it was just amazing. So for me, that life purpose is just how can I help you through emotions, grief, um, doing life, and then healing the body. I love to help people heal their emotional body and their spiritual body and their physical body. Uh, we can all be healed, and, and that's a process. Yeah. So if you would like to listen to this show on podcast, uh, you can listen to um, this show and my Wednesday shows on uh, Life Clarifications with <coughs> Natasha. That's how you can um, find these podcasts. And um, we are live Mondays and I'm live on Wednesdays, four o'clock Pacific time I'm here doing this <coughs> This dance of life. I um, got the message of what I was supposed to do on what, oh, what was I was going to do on the show on. Oh, grounding. <coughs> grounding. Grounding. Uh, grounding with a perspective, new perspective. I, I really, to simplify it, we don't necessarily have to always ground to Mother Earth because we got a lot of star beings who are on this planet and it's hard for them to connect to Mother Earth. So how can you ground when you are a star being. Wow. Yeah, we're running into more and more of them all the time. Uh, Aren't we? Aren't we? So that's the conversation on Wednesday. Um, So thank you very much. If you are interested uh, on my YouTube channel, I have um, on my community page, I'm learning how to use my YouTube channel now. My community page, I have a link to my show that I'm going to be on tomorrow night at 5 o'clock Pacific time. Oh, great. I can't Uh, wait. Then uh, vestiges after dark. I'm going to be vestiges on talking. After dark. Yeah, mm-hmm. Natasha is going to be on with this wonderful uh, three people. One is a bishop uh, who does exorcisms in the Catholic Church, actually, and uh, one is a nun, and one is a priest from uh, Australia, and they are just delightful. They have a they really are. great show, and they talk about all kinds of things spiritual, and they're they're just uh, you know trying to see what's out there and, and um, Natasha you're going to be talking about all the misconceptions and things that people have um, about mediums and everything medium right mm-hmm. uh-huh. okay well I think that'll be very educational and it's vestiges after dark uh, what time is it is it go live um five, five o'clock, o'clock pacific, pacific time, time. And okay. I'll be on the second and the third hour. I know okay. Regan last week did a show yeah. on hand, um, hand analysis. analysis. Right. We had a blast. That was interesting. It was like, right. I looked at mine going, hmm, how uh, can I help myself be presentable in a different way? Yeah. So it was very interesting. Well, welcome, yeah. everybody. Okay. Thank you for being here. And we'll I will see you next see, week. See, oh, um, next week we have a guest on our oh, show. Great. Yeah, we like last we had the Laura Saltman last week, and she was amazing. Mm-hmm. And who, now tell tell me uh, the, the one that you've lined up for next week. Who's going to be on? I should have done this earlier, and I apologize. Uh, his name is um, Bruce Starr. Oh. And he, um, let's see, 
he has been, let me see here. We've been doing some emails back and forth, so I apologize. Uh, I don't have the one that I wanted to pull up. So he's been one that has been working through life. He's been uh, someone who has really found a path going through life. He has done a lot of spiritual work, and so he wants to tell about his story and what's yeah. going on. So um, you'll, we will have a guest on, and he will be on... Um, <laughs> He will be on uh, March 6th. Is that next week? Yeah. I think yep. so. Yeah, because, yeah, that, it'll be March 6th, right. Yeah. So we will have a guest on next Monday, the 6th. Bruce Starr will be on. And then um, we will, uh, that will be a neat show. I'm, I'm excited about that show. So Me too. So tomorrow night, I'm on Vestiges <laughs> After Dark at 5 o'clock. And then um, on Wednesday, I'll be talking about grounding. And then next Monday on Dance of the Soul, we will have Bruce Starr on. Yeah, Welcome, great. everybody. Have okay. a great time. And remember, you're blessed and you always have angels and guides with you to support always. you if you're going through something. And we'll see you next time. Blessings. <laughs>